Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the Advance Your Wealth live stream series. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. And as always, we have the star of our show, Mr. Homer Smith of Convergent Wealth Partners, joining us in just a moment for another wealth management-related discussion. That's what we tackle here on these shows. Basically, we're taking the same sort of strategies, solutions, even conversations that Homer is having with his clients at Convergent, and we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. Uh, and for those of you that are trickling in here on the Facebook live stream, we appreciate you being with us here this morning. One of the big benefits of us doing these live on Facebook is that you guys have the opportunity to chime in with some questions or comments related to the topic you know, that we're, we're addressing today. So, of course, leave those questions, leave those comments below. Homer and I will take some time uh, and get into that and make sure you get your answers uh, before you leave us today. But we appreciate you being with us live here on Facebook today. Um, hey, we've got a great topic dialed up. So before I bring Homer out, I want to kind of frame it up for you guys. So uh, when family wealth gets you know passed on to a next generation, typically we find that wealth tends to shrink rather than grow. Obviously, that can be problematic for a number of ways. So today we're going to be taking a look at just how you can help your heir and your loved ones be prepared uh, to and really to become good financial stewards when it comes to the wealth as a whole, because one day their bottom line, it's going to get a lot bigger and they need to be prepped and you know, accordingly in order to make sure that that wealth continues to grow as opposed to shrinking. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Homer on and get today's conversation rocking and rolling. Homer, good to see you this morning. How you doing, man? I'm well, Ryan. Thanks for hosting. Good to see you. No problem. Always good to be together. And and today we're, we're diving right back into that topic of family wealth, something that you are, are all too familiar with, with your clients. Uh, Homer, let's kind of frame things up for, you know, everybody today. We see that many parents and grandparents, you know, that are planning to pass wealth onto their heirs, uh, you know, they've got a lot on their minds. Should they be worried about how the money will ultimately be taken care of by the heirs when that day comes? Uh, great question, Ryan. And you know, I deal with clients uh, of all different ideas around how they want the wealth to be taken care of after they pass. Many of them um, want to make sure they can create wealth for multiple generations. And then we have some that really um, don't want to have any sort of you know control over the money from the grave. Uh, but I think some of the important things to consider with this is there's a, a survey that was done by the Williams Group where they were they found that 70% of wealth transfers fail to make it past the second generation and then 90% fail to make it past the third generation. And so wow. those are really uh, large challenging numbers to deal with. And the reality is most wealth doesn't make it uh, past that first generation. And so for those families that want to create uh, more of a multi-generational family wealth uh, situation, it is important that they, they pay attention to that and, and start to think about ways to, to mitigate those challenges. Certainly. I mean, those numbers, however, they're pretty alarming, quite staggering, honestly. So what are you telling then your clients who are fearing that they might fall into this and be another part of that statistic? Uh, we all hear stories about celebrities or, or athletes or those that pass away and they don't have a will and no planning was done. And, and so they end up losing a lot of their money to whether it's taxes or litigation. And, and the reality is most in, in terms of when those surveys were done on on why 70 percent don't make it past the first generation or that, that second generation it wasn't really because of the governance it wasn't around the structures it wasn't around um you know the the tax planning you know they've got lots of good advisors they put good plans in place it's much more around the communication the family harmony and really the heirs preparedness for dealing with that level of wealth and so that's really where the uh, issues come in. And, and I think the biggest area that that family should be focusing on is 
how to deal with some of those communication issues, those family harmony issues, and, and really preparing the heirs. And if you think about it from, you know, a lot of high net worth uh, uh, people are got that wealth through running a business, founding a business. And, you know, many of them have kids involved, but many of them do not. And so is one of the ways to get start to get them educated, get them more comfortable with wealth is getting them involved in the business. Um, on the other side, a lot of them have sold their businesses and now they've got more liquid wealth. And how do they get their kids involved with the family business of managing the wealth at that point? Is it, you know, creating a foundation and having the kids and grandkids be a part of making the decisions each year about how to give some of the money away and, and getting their first, you know, dipping their toes in to being a part of the wealth management decision. So there's a lot of ways I think that families can start that process to start educating them so they're more prepared, as well as just the communication in general between and amongst the, the generations so that um, as things happen later in life, as the matriarch and patriarch pass away, that you know the family harmony issues have been dealt with to reduce the risk of things like litigation. No, that's a great point. I mean, they've got there's a laundry list of things that can be done. So let's get into the how really for those older generations. However, how you know does or how should somebody from an older generation start by helping their heirs in the right ways, right? So that their efforts are are really making a difference and and not only promoting that family harmony that you mentioned, but most most importantly, making sure they don't become one of those statistics we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we touched on a few of them in the last question in terms of how the older generation can help the heirs, you know, whether it's, again, getting them involved in the business, getting them involved in the in the wealth management uh, process with them. You know, oftentimes, though, not not every heir is overly interested in rolling up their sleeves and, and being heavily involved in sure. the day -day management of the wealth. And so the other part of it, I think, that um, is important is making sure that next generation has a good team around them and and getting, you know, much like they did and, and vetting the types of professionals that they put around them to support and guide them helping them uh, move in that direction as well and find the right people to have around them when when wealth is transferred you know sometimes even if you do a good job on the governance side um, people become aware of it and you become a target and whether it's a target of you know family and friends wanting you to invest in their startup venture or whether it's predatory professionals that are again looking to take advantage of your of your maybe lack of knowledge on dealing with wealth it's important to find that right team around you, whether it's getting a referral from another professional within the family, a CPA attorney, whether it's, you know, you might have other peers that have, um, you know, uh, been in the same situation that you're in and have great a great team around them. Um, or it might be through researching in the industry and, and looking at who are those advisors that are prominent in dealing with the types of issues that you are dealing with, whether it's, you know, seeing them in, in books and articles and things of that nature. So I think there's a number of ways um, that that patriarch, matriarch, or that older generation can help um, encourage them to really build that good team around them to make sure they're prepared. Sure. I mean, having a team, you've heard us, you know, if you're a frequent listener and viewer of this show, you've heard us mention that before, that that having that crucial team around you, boy, is it important ever so now uh, than in other instances. But Homer, once you find a given advisor or that team of professionals to work around you, how might someone evaluate him or her to make sure that the efforts that they're taking on their, on, you know, maybe their heirs behalf are in fact beneficial. And they know that, you know, they're, they can place their trust in this person. In general, I think there's four, you know, primary criteria that you should be thinking about mm -hmm. when evaluating your professionals, you know, whether they're your wealth manager, CPA attorney, 
And the first one is, is proven integrity. The challenge with proven integrity is you can't really see it until you experience it, which is why I think oftentimes it's so important to be introduced to those professionals through others, because um, everybody will tell you they have integrity, especially those that don't, right? So I sure. think it's important, it's important to, to have a way to validate that uh, prior to, to engaging with them. Uh, I think another one is, you know, is that, does that professional have a, a deep sen a sense of purpose and concern around their clients? You know, are they wanting to get them to know them at a deep level to understand everything and everyone that's important to them? You know, are, are they really committed to making a meaningful impact in the lives of their clients? Uh, that's, that's a really important one. Also, uh, operational transparency. So are they willing to really be clear and transparent about the fees that they are making through the relationship? Are they um, open and encouraging to get second opinions on the advice that they're giving to make sure that it's validated and it's the very best thing for them? And so, so that's an um, important component. And kind of wrapping all around that is a, an extremely high level of, of technical expertise. You want to make sure you're dealing with advisors that have worked with clients like you with the types of solutions that are going to make sense for the level of wealth that you're dealing with. And so that technical expertise is that fourth component. Makes sense to me, Homer. Do you find when, I mean, obviously you had mentioned that high quality advice that's so important for heirs to, to be, you know, factoring into this process, but do you find that today's heirs maybe have other goals in mind beyond just getting that high quality advice and that idea of, Hey, you know, you want to allocate here, you want to make these moves there. Uh, anything else in terms of goal oriented from today's heirs that you're seeing? Sure. I mean, what, what we find is, you know, in, even with our you know, patriarch, matriarch families, the first generation, they're not always super interested in, in knowing every detail of every strategy. They're, they're focused on outcomes. Is this getting me what I want out of the, you know, out of the solution, right? And I think that next generation is similar. And, you know, some of them are interested in going into the details, but most of them just want to know that they can actually have an impact with their wealth. I think that's the, the, the big focus of mm -hmm. that younger generation now is, are they able to do good with the wealth that they might be receiving? And, you know, focus on the causes that they care about. And, 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 and now there's this new focus on um, not just giving their money away to causes they care about, but investing in solutions to the causes they care about. And, and really this, you know, uh, philanthropic capitalism where they're actually investing in companies, starting companies with a purpose of solving some of the big world problems. And so I think that those are some of the key goals that we see coming out of that younger generation. Yeah, that's that's fantastic to hear. I mean, you don't have to have that direct interest in you know managing the money, maybe carrying that family business forward. There are other places you can make an impact with your wealth. I, I love that. But let's flip the script then, Homer, for a hot second. Surely those there are individuals that are excited about taking on that family business or or those management and leadership roles, and of course the wealth that comes along with it. What are your what are your thoughts on you know the best way to prepare them you know for that wealth and them for that next step, which is obviously a daunting one, but it's one they're excited to take. Yeah, and education is going to be the key to helping that next generation manage the wealth they receive um, as well as they need to. And and it starts, you know, our, our recommendation to clients is it starts when they're young, you know, whether they're their kids or their grandkids, but um, whether it's um, through, you know, groups specializing in more of the family dynamics or whether it's wealth management firms and banks that have programs specifically designed to teach the basics of investing and personal finance to that younger generation. Uh, but that, that, that to me is really key is getting them at least familiar with the basics of, of what wealth management is all about, what personal finance debt um, is all about and making sure they really understand the implications of, uh, of, of all of those key pieces to, you know, understanding money in, in general. 
Mm-hmm. Homer, so often we find that, you know, there's this common underlying misconception or among wealth management that it's just all about investment management. It's all about the investments. Well, in instances like these, what are, what do you find uh, in terms of those heirs that are, are interested in being involved in areas beyond just that investment planning, you know, that full wealth management approach, you know, talk to me about what the, you know, what this process looks like and what some of those other avenues that they need to learn about really look like. Yeah. Well, with a lot of wealth, obviously the investment management is going to be an important component. And mm-hmm. having, again, that basic education is critical. But what, what we find, even with those clients that have significant levels of wealth, from a impact perspective, there's other areas that might be more meaningful in terms of preserving the assets or growing them over time. And so the, the key areas that they're usually interested in learning more about is you know, tax planning. So how do they mitigate you know, current income taxes and even future you know, taxes into the future? Um, the estate planning piece usually becomes a really big um, component of it, because you know, if the governance wasn't done well and they, they watched you know, some of the challenges that come as, you know, wealth starts to decline in, in other generations, they want to make sure they put things in place to avoid uh, some of those challenges. You know, asset protection becomes a really big issue. And we've talked about that a number of times um, on the live streams just around, you know, again, as you have more wealth, you become a bigger target. And so how do you make yourselves as unattractive of a target as possible? You know, Oftentimes those heirs are a part of the family business, whether it's an operating business or they want to start their own. So understanding um, the the basics of operating a business and or then business succession planning and and being prepared for that um, is another one. And then a lot of times I mentioned earlier, they have a lot of um, philanthropic goals, whether they're investing in companies to make an impact or supporting the causes and charities that are important to them. And so wrapping that um, as a part of the overall plan as well. So it, it typically goes, you know, vastly beyond just the investment component and really brings in all of these other advanced planning topics as well. Yeah. I mean, and this is so such an important thing to hit on because when it just outlines the importance of these educational efforts, because it's not just a, a one and done conversation. There's a lot of elements at play here uh, when, you know, when handing down substantial wealth. And I, I say substantial wealth there with a little bit of a caveat and Homer, as we're bringing our, our conversation to a head here, it's important to emphasize this point, And that is Homer, you know, we have these conversations about these, you know, big sums of assets and money being handed down, but you don't necessarily have to be giving millions of dollars and significant assets to your kids for this type of educational effort to be important, right? Like this is a universal strategy set that should be utilized by all. Absolutely. Regardless of the level of wealth, there seems to be a lack of communication and and conversation from older generations to younger generations on personal finance and, and how to manage um, even smaller levels of wealth and, and and make sure that persists through multiple generations. And, you know, our schools don't necessarily do a great job of teaching personal finance and, and you know, the, the benefits of limiting debt, uh, especially when you're young, things like that. And so I do think that that's uh, an important component, again, regardless of, of the level of wealth is what does that communication and education look like the younger the kids are and helping them understand uh, personal finance, understand investing, understand, you know, what starting and operating a business might look like. All these key components, I think, are important to educate on as, as early in the process as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Start today, even if you can. Um, Homer, for anybody out there that's hearing this conversation, maybe they're sitting there thinking, wow, uh, I should probably be doing more. Um, and maybe they're interested in talking to you and your team over at Convergent about uh, just their own unique circumstances and maybe to get your opinion on where they could be doing more to help better prepare their heirs for when that day does come. What would be the best way they could reach out to you and your team to open up a dialogue? Yeah, great question. I mean, I'll start by 
recognizing that, you know, this is a hard conversation oftentimes for families to have. And there's a lot of moving pieces and, and complexities that go into estate planning and asset protection and tax planning. And so a lot of people get held up on the strategy, on the, the, the different solutions instead of the outcome that they want to achieve. And so that's really where we want to focus on is what do you what, what do you want um, to achieve with your money? What do you want the outcome of your planning to be? And we'll work on all of the governance and all the details, but really it's understanding what that outcome is that you want to achieve. And you know, do you want to create multi-generational wealth or are you not concerned about that? Because that makes a big difference on the types of planning and communication that needs to happen. So, so I'd start with that. So in terms of what we do with our clients, just happy to talk with anybody who's got questions. Uh, my email is homer at convergentwealth.com. That's going to be the best place to start. Reach out. If you want to have a conversation, we can you know, do a second opinion stress test um, on your overall wealth plan and just see if there's any opportunities to you know improve the governance side, but really also consider you know what are some of the communication uh, plans looking like? How are you ensuring family harmony and air preparedness uh, to deal with the other side of this, unfortunately, when something happens at uh, some point down the road uh, to you? So I think that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great stuff, Homer. Thank you. And uh, look, hey, uh, you're a busy guy. You've got a company to run. We'll let you get back to your day. I appreciate you carving some time out to be with us and uh, excited to be back on here for the next one. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right, take it easy, Homer. And hey, look, as always, we want to spend one final moment here to thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. If you took anything away from today's conversation, go ahead and leave us a you know, drop us a like, leave us a comment, subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're checking us out on today. And then, of course, share this information, right? Pay it forward. Share for those or with those that might benefit from these types of conversations, whether it be a friend, family, or even a business owner. You know, we're taking those same strategies and solutions that Homer is dealing with on a regular basis with his clients, and we're just bringing them right here to this show. We've got some great topics queued up for some future episodes. I'd hate to have you miss out on those. So for Homer Smith, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you joining us here on today's installment of Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. 